Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Thanks for hanging out with Phil and I as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And on this podcast episode, we are going to talk about the whole GameStop thing, the stock fiasco or whatever's been going on. It's been really interesting. That's been making all the news. So everybody's talking about it. So why shouldn't we? But first let's say, hey to Phil, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? I am doing great. Doing great. How about yourself? Hanging in there, not doing too bad. Uh, what what to make of all this stuff? Pretty interesting, huh? Yeah, it, it is crazy. It's crazy. So think, think of a David and Goliath type story. This is it. <laughs> oh, you know, it, it definitely is. And it's one of those things. Everybody's probably heard it. We've heard these terms, you know, short yeah. squeeze. Um, we've seen, uh, obviously, GameStop was kind of the, the focal point that they use. I guess it was the launching pad. But it really then snowballed into, uh, you know, other stocks. Uh, AM- right theaters, I think a few other ones. And so, you know, we've heard hedge funds, this and, you know, wall street that and so on and so forth. So I probably the easiest thing to do to start with Phil is kind of give us just a recap of what happened. And then we can kind of talk about your thoughts on it and just some of the practices in place in general. Sure. I'm really curious to see, cause I've talked to a lot of advisors and it's interesting to see the different viewpoints on this. And obviously we've seen a lot of, we've seen uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, the actual guy the movie was based on. He's been interviewed a lot about it. Uh, and it's been some interesting comments. So give us a recap of what, what, what the deal was. Yeah. So kind of who is GameStop? I mean, they're a video chain, you know, game store, about 5,000 different chains. Right. And have been struggling, you know, because um, face it, more and more people, gamers are, are buying games online. You, no need to, to go to a store, um, you know, and with COVID and everything else, I mean, they've been struggling. So hedge funds will often look at companies like this that are struggling and they'll do a, a short sell on them, a, basically a bet that, hey, that company is going to go down in value. So we're going to sell the stock today. We're going to borrow it, sell it today. Right. And then when it goes down in value, we can repurchase the shares at a lower price to repay the, the shares that we borrowed, you know, which is a, a great win for them if it in fact works that way. More than 100% of the stock was short sold or of some fashion, you know, uh, betted against that it was going to go down. That, that sh- a shorting is kind of a normal practice. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's something that hedge funds use all the time in, the time. in making its leverage, right? I mean, they can, for small amounts of money, they can make significant profits because you got to think from from their standpoint, the real cost to do this is just the interest to borrow because they're effectively borrowing that stock. So they're paying the, the brokerage firm interest on that borrowed stock. Okay. You know, so that's their only true cost. And then they're making the difference between what they sold it for today and if it goes down, what they bought it for later. You know, so they can make a pretty significant profit on a very little and small investment. The the risk though, is there's unlimited risk, you know, because as we see here, if that stock goes up, that's the opposite direction that they wanted it to go. And now they're going to have to repurchase it at a higher price because they borrowed the stock and the person they borrowed it from probably is going to want it back, especially if it's going up. Right. And so that's where it gets interesting because then what happened is the opposite side is some people got together through a forum and said, Hey, let's kind of turn the tables on this. Right. Yeah. So they were, I, I think doing it out of spite, you know, because at, at the end of the day, that's what it ended up happening is that 
they forced the hand on a lot of these hedge funds that borrowed the stock. Somebody on the other end actually owned the stock. So if you think of, if you're the, the investor that lent your stock out, if all of a sudden this stock goes on this rampant uptrend, you're going to want that stock back so you can sell it. You know, well, for you to get the stock back, that person that borrowed it, the hedge fund has to buy it to, to give it back. So they got forced into this squeeze, right? They, they were forced either that direction or if they borrowed it on margin, you know, their brokerage firm said, hey, you're, the, the, the spread's too much here. You're losing too much money. We're going to close the margin, margin call. Now they have to go buy it to close it. So they have this significant loss. You know, it reminded me a little bit of the uh, end scene of Trading Places back in the 80s with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, where they forced the, uh, the rich old guys to, uh, with, the, with the orange juice, uh, they were trying to corner the market and they forced- Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. And, they, and then they, the mar- basically the market calls and says, well, you know the deal, you have, to, you have to buy this back. And I think it was led by a few former advisors or something along that lines. I'm not as hundred percent on that. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they knew kind of what was going on in the market. They, yeah. they could see that this was happening. Yeah. I mean, the, the downside to all this is, is at the end of the day, GameStop was n- not worth anywhere near what it was selling for. Yes. Right? No better. And, and the company's probably no better off in the long run. It's going to actually cause them probably more trouble. Probably harm. Right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, there, there are real people that got hurt. I mean, yeah. Okay. Did they accomplish their vengeance, their purpose of, you know, sticking at the wall street. Sure. I mean, there's hedge funds that I mean, one of them what closed. Right. So, I mean, they, yeah. they're, they're done. They went bankrupt with this because they had too much on, 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 which is pretty margin. And when you- yeah. For one, one holding, I mean, they must've been really leveraged up thinking this was going to be the big one. And it's so, an interesting situation because again, it's something that, you know, hedge funds do all the time. And so right. then you get into the whole, I guess where it really gets interesting in the fiasco is then they started to kind of cry foul for something that they do all the time. Right. That, yeah, that, that was, yeah. So who's right, who's wrong. I mean, the, the, you don't want to feel sorry for the hedge fund. Cause I mean, this is the game they play. They know the risk. They're, right. they're not an uneducated investor. Right. So they, they knew exactly what they were getting into and the fact that there's unlimited risk, you know, they didn't think it was going to happen. Well, unfortunately it happened now. It didn't happen in normal, quote unquote, market circumstances. I mean, it was led by, you know, a group on a forum that said, hey, let's go after this stock and drive it up. The, the problem I see in all of this is there are, are real small investors, normal investors that got hurt because they're reading on this thing. Oh, yeah, GameStop. Look at this. This is going, I'm going to jump in, you know, so yeah, they got yeah, in at this yeah. price. GameStop couldn't support that as we're seeing and it starts to fall and collapse in price. So these guys are now, you know, normal guys with their own money coming in thinking they're going to make these multiple, you know, times their money like they've seen right. are on the top end and it's fallen. I guess the so, swing was something like $5 or something along that line up to as much as 400 and some change. Correct. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it was a huge, pr- and unfortunately the news sometimes will run stories. Uh, I don't know if you saw this one, Phil, but a guy took basically all of his retirement savings, like $300,000 or so. Now he got lucky. I guess he made about a million. Uh, off yeah. I mean, if you're, yeah, but you're getting on the right side was, of that, I mean, it can be good, but that's, you know, I mean, it's and so I guess I guess to bring it back to what we talk about on a regular basis is that's kind of the synopsis of what happened. You know, is it a situation where 
we we see these things not maybe this scenario but you could you could look at bitcoin or you could look at you know i, I guess a fad or a uh, a hot tip or whatever right. you want to call it and people sometimes want to jump on this thinking that they can kind of gain ground and it's just usually not a very smart way to go especially for a retiree well, absolutely not for a retiree, you know? So, I mean, the first thing, like we talked about educated investor, I mean, the, the hedge funds, it's hard to feel sorry for them because they know the game. This is their game. Right. Unfortunately, they got beat at it pretty bad by investors that, you know, kind of knew the game too, evidently that led the charge, right. you know, the, they brought with them though, a lot of uneducated investors and nothing bad about un, un, uneducated investors, but you have to understand the risk you're taking, you know? So yeah. if you see a stock running up that quick, by the time you see it, it's probably too late. You know, you're, you're right. catching the, the tail end of that wave. Yeah. And, you know, unless you're watching it by the second and they're just looking for that quick in and out, right. Um, you know, or you put some, you know, limit orders on it to kind of hedge yourself on the downside. I mean, there's ways you could have hedged yourself to protect, but if you're just jumping and thinking, oh, this is the next, you know, Amazon or next Apple or whatever it is, and I'm going to write it up and, you know, make all this money. Yeah. The fundamentals weren't there. So it, kind of funny enough story, Phil, I actually used to work for them. Um, oh, okay. 15 years ago. Um, you know, I, I, I hadn't worked there in a, in a really long time. Right, right. And so, But anytime I kind of see something pop up every now and again, I'll pay attention just because like you do, it's a place you used to work or whatever. And I don't right. have... I, you know, I have some friendships, but I don't have a lot of, you know, fond memory, so to speak. Uh, and so I had saw, I don't know, probably last year that they were, you know, really getting in real trouble, maybe looking at potentially bankruptcy to your point earlier on, uh, right. everybody can just buy things digitally. Now you don't really, you know, people just weren't going to store I, another aspect of COVID obviously, you know, you're right. not going in retail, you know, a lot of retail places suffering obviously through, through, you know, brick and mortar suffering through, through COVID. Right. Uh, but when I saw the news pop, up two days in a row about this massive run on GameStop. Yeah, you're like, what I is going had on? <laughs> from what I had purchased a long time ago. So I no saw. No way. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, I wasn't trying to time the market. I wasn't looking at a hot thing. I only happened to catch it because I had a, a personal affiliation. Right. Uh, where I remembered my years of working there and I thought, what is going on with this? Why do I keep seeing this in the news? So I look at it and I see the stocks run through the roof and, you know, I, so I sold mine off. I didn't, it's not like I'm, you know, I didn't make enough money to quit my day job. I'm still here talking to you. Right. Uh, but it's one of those things where we all kind of hope that that happens to us, but right. you seek it out. And like this gentleman who risked really his retirement, he, I mean, I guess he, I guess it was his nest egg. I guess it was everything he liquidated to try. Yeah, and that's, that's crazy that's, you that's know? stuff, man. And to me, so that's not investing, I guess. Let, let's get that right out of the way. This, what happened here is not investing. That's gambling. You yeah. might as well have gone down to the casino and put it in the slots because it's about the same chance. You don't know which direction and how long and what's going to, you know, what this is all going to play out to be. So, so in my, in my mind and Phil, you, you've been doing this a long time. Tell me if I'm right or wrong here. I'm really curious what I did was investing because I Absolutely. bought you, 12 right. years ago. You you're, yeah. You, you were holding on to it long-term and you saw an opportunity. There's nothing was, wrong with what you did. Right. It was just yeah. my, my portfolio of things 
like a lot of other little things that I have. And it wasn't, a, again, it wasn't a lot. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. a lot of shares by any means. So I, I bought it low and I sold it high, which is the goal of investing. Of investing. Yeah. But I'm 50 now. I was 32 or 33 back then, you know, so yeah. I wouldn't at now I wouldn't have looked at it and said, oh, well, let me throw my retirement nest egg at this. Yeah. I think the, the lesson or the takeaway is same thing we talk about all the time, you know, have a good plan for investing and, and, you know, if you're going to have a little speculative fund money, whether it's a Bitcoin this yep. year, you know, month or uh, remember, remember years ago, what was it? The Iraqi dinar was like a big deal. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Playing so, in currencies or things like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's ha yeah. have if you want to have that play money, that basically gambling money, right. then, then do that. But make sure it's something you can afford to lose, and that's part of what we talk about all the time. Right. Yes. I mean, your, your retirement nest egg, number one, should never go in one stock. I mean, it just is against diversification, all sorts of different problems with right. that, especially a gambling on something like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to, to play with some money, absolutely have a small account, play with it, have fun, pick your stocks, you know, do your research. You know, if this is how you're view entertainment, go for it. You know, and I've right. got clients that do that all the time. That's great. And I encourage that. I mean, if that, if they really like that piece of it, then that's fine. You know, have an account to do that, but don't gamble and risk your retirement. I mean, cause if it goes wrong, what are you going to do? And you always have to look at that because it can go wrong. It can go wrong. Yeah. Well, speaking of your clients, so then let's kind of bring it to, to the home front here as we wrap this up. Did you get any calls from people saying, hey, what's this you know, thing I'm seeing in the, in the news about this, you know, this uh, investment going up, the stock going up a thousand percent? Did you have people calling curious or? No, actually, we didn't. No, because um, my clients, I mean, we've got a plan. You know, they understand kind of how it goes. Um, I've got a few of them that are, you know, that have that fun money, the play money that they like to do their own thing in, but most of them aren't speculators like this. I mean, they've yeah. got a few shares that they follow and they're, you know, they're the analytical type and they, they want to dig into the true analytics behind a company. So, I mean, they wouldn't have been looking at GameStop as a, a long-term investment anyways, because the analytics weren't there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was structurally not a good sound company. Thus, the hedge funds, you know, betting against it. So, yeah. well, and if you think about some of the other companies that were on that list that they moved to, all of them having issues, right? Oh, absolutely. Theaters, right? I mean, yep. theaters haven't been doing good because of the pandemic. BlackBerry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I yeah. think I, I was actually, I thought BlackBerry was gone, you know? So. Yeah, so did I. I was surprised when I saw that like, BlackBerry, I haven't seen, you know, or heard of them in years. <laughs> yeah, so, so, and that's the point. Like Blockbuster <laughs> was another one I think it was on the list too. Yeah, that, you know, yeah. It's still around a few stores here and there, but it's, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the point. That's, they were looking for companies that, you know, weren't doing so well. And, and again, right. that's kind of a normal practice. So I guess we kind of covered really, I guess the lesson takeaway, but any final points that, you know, we think we should discuss on that before we go this week. I mean, again, at the end of the day, if you're a pre-retiree or retiree, you know, taking big gambles is not a good idea. Absolutely you know, not. Yeah. Having a little fun money. Sure. That's one thing. Uh, but this certainly was an off a really interesting, unique situation. Is it one of the first times we've seen, I, I suppose, the little guy, you know, quote unquote, get a big win? Uh, who knows? I, I think it is. I, I, I can't remember of anything to this nature. You yeah. know, or extreme that, that's happened before, yeah. you know, and what, you know, what do you do from here? How do they try to prevent, so to speak, this or protect? I mean, it, who knows? It's, you know, that's part of the, the open market. 
You know, that's, that's the kind of that balance of, okay, do you, do you have the open market? This can happen. You know, people went in knowing the risk, the hedge funds, like I said, you can't necessarily feel sorry for them. They got beat at their own game. Yeah. You know, the people that I do feel sorry for are those unfortunate smaller investors that might've thought this was the next big win. And yeah. hopefully they didn't lose too much, you know, yeah, jumped in. but again, that's it. the same thing. I mean, what do you do? You can't, you know, you can't protect everyone from, from everything like that. Nope, so right. I mean, you got to be educated with what you do. Bottom line. Don't, yeah. you know, don't take big risks with all your money. <laughs> Yeah. And it's stuff we talk about every week. So that's going to do it this time for the podcast. So that was just kind of a little bit of the interesting news that happened this past week. Obviously it was, uh, well, kind of a unique situation and hopefully, yep. uh, you know, to our point that, you know, Phil's clients and people that check out our podcast and hopefully other ones as well, especially when it comes to retirees and pre-retirees are being smart. They've got a plan in place and, you know, not getting phone calls is a great testament right. to that because it's kind of showing, Hey, you know, uh, we got a plan. We, we're trusting in our plan and, and we're kind of moving forward with it. We don't get too wrapped up in the hot fad. I, I love the old saying that typically by the time you get a hot tip, whatever it is, by it's, the time it goes from wherever to you, it's basically lukewarm at that point. Uh, yeah. It's no longer a hot tip anymore. So yep. by the time you see it, it's too late. It's, it's, yeah. it's news at that point. So exactly. Exactly. All right, my friend. Well, thanks for explaining that to us this week and hanging out with yeah. me. And uh, yeah, we're officially a number 72. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Well, actually next week, excuse me, with number 73. So you have a great week. I'll talk to you soon and stay safe. Okay. All right. You too. Take we'll care. catch you folks later here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Don't forget to reach out to them. Give them a call. Get on the calendar. Uh, the information's on the screen if you're watching, or you can call 248-888-7530. That's 248-888-7530. Or check us out online at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. We'll see you next time. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.